Continue working on your project or open the file named cityblocksbuildingscam.max you were introduced to in the last movie. By now you have a city made of nine blocks, complete with streets, sidewalks, urban elements, and low-poly buildings. Notice that in this particular scene I left the building lot empty among the high-rises. Let's turn this building lot into a park. This will be helpful later when we start animating pedestrians. Zoom in on the building lot. Use the rectangle tool in auto grid mode to create a rectangle just outside the sidewalks area. Create another rectangle in the center of the lot. Make it about 20 meters by 35 meters in length and width. Now, create a series of lines from the center out, which you would eventually turn into pathways. You may want to turn the viewport into wireframe mode, F3, to see better. Also, hold the Shift key as you create the pathways to keep them orthogonal. Make sure the lines and the rectangles intersect, though you will need to trim the excess later. Once the lines are drawn, exit AutoGrid mode. Select the center rectangle and turn it into an editable spline. Attach the outer rectangle and all the lines representing pathways. You now have a single spline object made of multiple splines. Go into Spline Subobject mode and select all the lines but not the rectangles. Hold the Control key for multiple selections. In the Modify panel, enable the Outline Center option and give an outline value of about 4 or 5 meters. Now use the Trim command to remove all the excess segments and clean the intersections. Switch to Vertex mode and then select all vertices and weld them to close the loops. Exit Subobject mode and press F3 to go back to Realistic mode. To turn the spline into a volume, you can use either Extrude or Bevel. Here you'll use Bevel to prevent the sides from being too sharp. Add a Bevel modifier with a height of about 0.2 meters. Adjust the outline to your liking. A value of about minus 1.5 meters should work nicely. You need a material for the grass. Go to the Slate Material Editor and create a new arc and design material using the matte template. Add the grass JPEG image as a diffuse color map and assign the material to the newly created object. Make sure the material is set to show in the viewport. Mind you, it still needs mapping coordinates to display properly. Add a UVW map modifier and adjust its properties. A gizmo size of about 10 meters by 10 meters should do nicely. You could also have used real-world scale by enabling it in the modifier and adjusting the bitmap properties accordingly to end up with the same results. Dismiss the material editor. Next, you create and animate a camera to take a different look at your city. Start by creating a target camera at street level by clicking and dragging along this road over here. Using the Move tool, set the Z height to 1.8 meter, which is about 6 feet high. 
Right-click or pan the viewport slightly to remove the focus from the transform type ins. Now press C to display what the camera is looking at. There are yet a couple of adjustments to be made. The first has to do with how shadows are displayed in the viewport. Choose Realistic, Lighting and Shadows, and enable the Illuminate with Scene Lights option. Render the scene. It seems a bit dark. You need to adjust exposure control. Click the icon that displays the environment dialog and change the exposure value to 13 and then try again. This is better, although you need to change the direction of the sun in a minute. Notice that at this time, the urban design components are not shown in the render. This is understandable as they are hidden from view. You can certainly unhide them, but their sheer number would certainly affect viewport performance. An alternative is to go to the Render Scene dialog and force 3ds Max to render hidden geometry. This would increase render time, more objects to render, but at least viewport performance remains unaffected. Next, you work on the camera's starting point before you start animating it. Dismiss all dialogues and press Alt-W to switch back to a four viewport configuration. Zoom in the appropriate views and relocate the camera target so that you are looking up at the high rises to your right. Notice that the camera view updates automatically. Render the camera view. It looks fine, but a different location of the sun will lead better looking shadows. Use Unhide by name to select and unhide the compass and the daylight system. Select the daylight system and go to the motion panel. Change the north direction and set it to about 275 and try again. This looks better. Now you will animate the camera and its target for a better look at the city. By default, you have 100 frames to work with. That is not enough for a nice flowing camera motion. Go to the Time Configuration dialog and set the animation to be 600 frames long. That's about 20 seconds using the NTSC signal. Again, zoom in the appropriate views, namely the top view and the side view, and enable Auto Key. You don't need to be fancy here. Three keyframes for both the camera and its target ought to be enough. Of course, and as always, feel free to experiment on your own. For now, go to frame 280 and move the camera target to somewhere around the center of the park. Next, move the camera while still at frame 280. Set the camera to look from the right and perhaps move it slightly up in Z. Next, go to frame 560 and move the camera again to a different spot, perhaps a higher point near this building. If you need to, adjust the target as well at frame 560. Move it up slightly to get a better look at the buildings in the background. Test your animation using the viewport playback.
you may need to adjust the animation curves in the curve editor. In this case, consider smoothing out the camera animation around frame 280 by editing the tangents. Exit auto key mode and save your file once you are happy with the motion. This ought to work well for a final render. In the next and last movie, you'll add pedestrians to liven up the animation using the populate tool.